check engine light on? The free FixFinder service reads your check engine, ABS, and maintenance lights. It even sends a detailed report directly to your email. When you need to get back on the road, AutoZone's free FixFinder service is here. Get the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. Only at AutoZone. Zone, See details at AutoZone.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. I know it's Vegas, and it's a lot of fun, but for us, it's, it's a business trip in, in the true sense, and we're going there to play a football game and, and try to find our way to win it. Coach Reed just challenging every single person in this building to up the ante just one more step. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. All right, it's official. Floating out the three that tied for first. In round three of the movie Twitter question and letting them duke it out. It's up right now at ESPN Wichita. All y'all that wanted me to do that, vote and repost. Hook me up. Get after it. And the tiebreaker in round three, which movie wouldn't be made today? The Toy Caddyshack or Airplane? Go vote again, please, and break that tie so we can have a true champion of the Twitter tournament of movies that would never be made today. All right, it's up. Go. All right, uh, time for uh, our pick six segment. Uh, also, a little bit later on, we got uh, Jamie Bluma with CBD American Shaman, or uh, courtesy of CBD American Shaman Derby. I'll have a little baseball talk. But first, we want to remind you that ESPN Bet is now live in Kansas. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today, and new users will get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in game wagering, cross sport parlays, teasers all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jack, I don't know if I've asked you this. Um, do you play Super Bowl squares? Do you uh, wager at whatever party you go to, et cetera, et cetera? How's that go for you? Uh, I, I used to. Um, the last couple Super Bowls I've been out at a bar with friends. So no Super okay. Bowl squares this time. Uh, just watching the game and hopefully not losing too much money. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, speaking of the Super Bowl, the folks at Twin Peaks would like to remind you that when the big game is here, there, show up early, and the first 100 fans get a free square, and every fan walks away with free fried pickles, 
So uh, check it out. Twin Peaks, 21st and Rock, Ridge and Taft, Super Bowl Squares for the first 100 fans, first 100 folks to head into your respective Twin Peaks. Walk away with some free fried pickles. Also, from the 11th through Valentine's Day, Scenic Views are calling you to Sweethearts Week. Swing by for uh, Scenic Views wrapped in red and steal your heart specials at Sweetheart uh, Sweethearts Week co- uh, costume party February 11th through 14th at Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks never settled. All right. The final uh, installment of Pick 6 has come down to the wire between two of the three of us. Uh, Jack, after a four-and-four week two weeks ago, has now 86, correct? Chance faltered a little bit, went three-and-five two weeks ago, and now has 84, correct? And I am uh, pretty much out of it. I got 73. So... I could make this cosmetically look a little better for me, but it's really a two two person race between Chance Lebo, our play by play voice of our game of the week, and KCAC Hoops, and Jack, the producer and show contributor to this show. So we're gonna start with side and total, and then we're gonna go with some wacky props that I sent both of y'all yesterday. And Jack, since you're in the lead, you lead us off. Kansas City, plus one and a half against San Francisco. Side only, who you got? Well, see, the funny thing is, is if I wanted to play it safe and make sure I keep my my lead, I would just do everything that chance picks. So whether we do good or bad, right, I'm not we, my lead. We're not but going we in the same order. I know. And we're so. not going in the same order, so I can't <laughs> afford you that opportunity. So there yeah. we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to stick my neck out here a little bit. Listen, uh, Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. I don't know why Vegas did this to San Francisco, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback we've ever seen in the NFL when playing as an underdog. Um, Also looking at at Super Bowl matchups, I'm a big believer in your quarterback at this point in the season takes you as far as you can go. You can have an elite defense. You can have elite skill players. You can have elite special teams, a damn good head coach, which both these teams have both of that. They have good offenses, good defenses, good coaches, good special teams for the most part. Uh, But then it comes down to quarterback. It is Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. In the three previous Super Bowl matchups, I think those teams instilled more fear in Chiefs fans and the Chiefs in general. You go back to the first Super Bowls, the Niners and Chiefs, elite defense. Um, That was one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in football. The Eagles last year, uh, one of the best pass rushes since the 85 Bears. Not saying this Niners team is bad. Oh, and also the Bucks had Tom Brady to throw on top of that. Yeah. But this Niners team, they're really good, but they just remind me of like a really good football team that got here. They don't scare me or put fear in me the same way Baltimore did. In fact, even the way Buffalo did. Really, this kind of feels like a game that Kansas City, if they jump out to a 10-0 lead or a 14-3 lead, they're going to be able to comfortably win this game. I think it'll be close, come down to the wire, but if Patrick Mahomes is an underdog, give me Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. All right, Chance, you're two back with, I think, 11 to play altogether. Here's the first chance. KC plus one and a half, San Francisco. Well, I would go contrarian. Um, I, I had this one in the chamber. I've been, I've been thinking Niners this last week. I, I have. I'm on the Niners. I like the Niners laying the one and a half. The Niners team just feels a lot like that uh, Bucks team that held the Niners defense, not so much the mm-hmm. offense. The Niners defense feels a lot like the one that the Bucks held the Chiefs to nine points in the Super Bowl. 
And, you know, they have the two good linebackers that are going to slow down Travis Kelsey. They've got really good guys off the edge with Chase Young, who's not as good as he used to be. And then Nick Bosa, who obviously is elite off the edge. And I just feel like that poses a lot of problems for the Chiefs offense. And, uh, you know, we'll get to that when we go to totals. But, uh, I think that this is a Niners defense that can slow down Patrick Mahomes or at least keep him at bay. And if the Niners, you know, it's kind of a who gets out to the lead first. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, this might be a live betting opportunity. Whoever scores the first touchdown, if there's a prop, whoever scores first to win, I feel like that might be the, uh, the way to go. But, um, with the Niners, I just feel like they're going to be able to control the football and be able to get to the passer. And I like the Niners in this spot here. One and a half. It just feels a lot like Vegas knows something. You know, they don't make Patrick Mahomes an underdog three times in a row for yeah, no reason. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are going to be going back to the well again. And I think Vegas is going to take an advantage of that with uh, the Niners this week. All right. And since I'm pretty much out of it, I'll leave most of the analysis out of it and let you guys show off. I'll take Kansas City and the one and a half. Chance, you go first on the total over under 47 and a half. Yeah, I'll take the under here. I think that both teams are kind of dead under teams. Uh, and Niners not so much in the playoffs. They've gone over in both playoff games. But both defenses are the strengths of the teams. And I don't love Brock Purdy against the Chiefs defense that hasn't been, you know, has has not given up very many points in the postseason, especially in the second half. So I'm going to take the under 47 and a half here, and I think this is a lower scoring ball game. You know, is 31-20 in the first matchup between these two teams in the Super Bowl, and that was with Jimmy Garoppolo and a much better Chiefs offense. So I think this is a opportunity for this game to go under 47 and a half. Feels like 24 to 20 to me. I'll mm -hmm. side with Chance. I'll take the under just barely. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, this kind of feels like a no brainer to go with the under here. I mean. Uh, the last two games the Chiefs have had, you know, they may do their their heavy lifting, their scoring early on in that game, but it might you know taper off a little bit. They more so will try to win that game with their defense. That's exactly how I see this game going. If the Chiefs do build a lead, that second half is going to be take care of the football and win the game with your defense. And, you know, I'm probably thinking it's more so 21-17, 24-20 uh, sounds about right. A pretty safe bet here, I feel like, at least to go with the under. All right, so we are uh, showing solidarity. For ESPN Wichita, all taking the under. I'll go first on the first prop. Who challenges a call first, the Chiefs or the Niners? I will say San Francisco. Jack, who challenges first? Well, since the officials have it rigged in for Kansas City, I, I feel like <laughs> we're going to have to say the Niners and the entire fan base will be screaming for a challenge probably 30 seconds, 45 seconds into this game, and then we're going to hear for another three hours how the NFL is scripted and it's rigged. So, yeah, no-brainer in my mind. And even if it wasn't rigged, right, when was the last time you saw Andy Reid throw a challenge flag first? It That's always true. happens late in the game. He doesn't – he'll let it play out because you don't really want to throw a challenge flag in the first half. It's – I don't think unless it's a massive play, a monumental play, you're really going to burn it on like a, a yard and distance or down and distance type of challenge. It'd have to be a fumble or something like that or a turnover, catch, yeah. a touchdown. That's yeah, say. Maybe a so, turnover. I'll side with San Francisco. It feels like in a lot of these playoff games, that's when we see the other team, you know, try to try to throw that red flag out there early on in the game. Chance? I don't think we see a red flag. I think that this is an all-star crew of officials, and I don't think we see a challenge flag in the entire game. I don't know if there's a line for that. I'll give you two. If you're right. I do not think we get a challenge because neither coach loves to challenge. Jack, Jack are we okay with this? Oh, man, that's really screwing the what pooch do you think? with me. Two? I'm okay with nope. just going one. I'll, I'll, give you the opportunity. one. I'll give you the opportunity, too, Jack, if you want to. If you say none, I'll give you two points. You nah, want to do that? I'll, I'll stick with San Fran doing one challenge flag. I think it's got to be a 1v1. <laughs> I can't. I can't afford him. Getting I can go two with one. Games. I'm fine with going with one. I'll. I'll stick my neck out there with a little bit of juice. But I don't think either team challenges because 
I know the Niners really don't challenge that often, I'll, and I'll Andy Reid is pretty conservative. Okay, Jack, listen to this. I'll give him two if he's right. I'll subtract two if he's wrong. Okay, okay. You know what? It's the last week. Who am I to be a party <laughs> pooper here? Why not? Well, let's roll All with right. it. All right, Chance says none. Jack, you go first on this one. The jersey number of the first touchdown score, over or under 22 and a half. Yeah, this is a fascinating one, and it's perfect because of Christian McCaffrey's number right there. Um, and Kelsey. Yes. Those are the two big ones over over 22 and a half. You know, and the only person I would think that would score that's lower than that is Pacheco. You could say, obviously, Mahomes and Brock Purdy scampering one in, but yeah. really, to me, it would be Pacheco or it'd be McCaffrey or Kelsey, and there's two to one right there. So mm-hmm. I'll probably go over here. I think if the Chiefs score first, you're looking at a Kelsey touchdown. If it's the Niners, expect a two-yard run uh, up the middle from Christian McCaffrey. This is a challenge for me because, I, well, not to speak, you know, ironically after the uh, last uh, question the, there where I said there's going to be no challenge, but this is tough for there me gonna because— There's going to be no touchdowns? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Brandon Ayuk is my sweet prince. I used to ride him all the time in first touchdown scoring with Jimmy G at quarterback, but he hasn't been that so far. I really want to go over here, but I guess I'll go under because I feel like Pacheco gets in early on. I feel like the Chiefs, you know, scripted drive early on, and I feel like it goes under with either Pacheco. We get a Rashi Rice or Brandon Ayuk, the two receivers for San Francisco. But Debo, I, I might, under yeah, I'm going to go under. But if I'm going to like call a long shot, I'm not going to do it on here. But like, I'll put money on George Kittle first Kittle, touchdown yeah. because I feel like he has been Purdy's target when they get the first touchdown in a game so far this season. I think it's going to be Debo. So I'll take under 22 and a half. All right, Jack, you're out on your own on that one. That ought to make you happy. Chance, you go first on this one. Any drive, scoring or otherwise, longest 77 and a half yards, over or under, longest drive of the game. Well, you got to take into account the two punters in this game, and they're both pretty good punters. Tommy Townsend really good for the Chiefs, and I think, uh, I can't remember the Niners punter's name, but I feel like he's a very good punter. Um, yeah, and I feel like they're going to pin him deep once, and I feel like we get a long drive, a scoring drive of 77-plus yards. I'm going to go over that total. Maybe it's a drive to just ice the game, I'm maybe, here for one of these two teams. So I like the over 77.5. That's a you know start at the 20. It could be a touchback on the first drive to go 80 yards. I don't think so. I'm going under 77.5 for the longest drive of the game. Jack? You bring up a lot of great points there. Um, I just am not sold that at any point in this game Brock Purdy could go 80 yards, 85 yards and score. I, I It would have to take a busted coverage type of play, and I think these defenses are too good to allow a busted coverage play. These feel like very methodical offenses, and if they have that 80-yard drive, it probably will result in three points. So I think I'm with, Chan, or, uh, with Shane here. I'm going to take the under um, just because – yeah, the punters are great, but I think in a lot of those times when they're pinned or when they're inside their own 10, inside their own 20, it may be a methodical drive. You pick up a few first downs, but I think these are also conservative head coach that they're not going to go for it fourth and three early on or fourth and goal unless it's a, a must-have in that moment. So to me, yeah, I think the longest drive of the game is probably going to have to be under 75 and a half, I think is what you said. I'll go first. Yep, 77 and a half. 77, uh, yeah. I'll go first on this one, which is higher. The length of a made field goal or total points? Because I think it's going under and because I feel like it's 24 to 20, I think somebody kicks a longer field goal than that. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go length of field goal over points scored in this game. Jack, you're next. Yeah, it feels pretty safe in my opinion. I'd imagine Butker will have a 50-plus yard field goal in this game and the total was 47, right? 
47 and a 47, half. yeah. I mean, somebody's going to have a... Well, a no, it doesn't matter about the total. The actual points scored. Oh, sorry, sorry. The so, point scored. you got length of field goal and however many they really score. So, uh, if you think it's going to be yeah. super high scoring... Yeah, then we're, then we're in a, a bad situation here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's safer to play with, with Butker's leg here. You know, he can kick it anywhere from 62 yards. So, even if we do get a high-scoring game, there's still an outside chance mm-hmm. he gets one done. But... I'd imagine a 50-plus yard field goal is going to happen in this game just because, you know, there's going to be sometimes the defense stalls or the offense stalls due to great defenses. So I think I'll side with the kicker here. Feels safer to go with a longer field goal than a lot of points scored in this game. I'm going to go with the offenses here. I know I took the under, but I'm going to – maybe it's a hedge play to just kind of stay even here. But I'm going to take the offenses here because Jake Moody is very spotty. He's got a big leg, but pretty spotty. Yeah. And I know it is in a dome. But I just don't know. I don't know if we can get – I don't know if there's going to be a long field goal. It's two offenses that are really good at finishing drives. Well, the Chiefs not so much in the red zone when they get kind of up against the goal line. But I don't feel like there's going to be very many field goals in this game because offenses are both pretty good on third down. Jackie, go first on Brock Purdy's passing total. 246.5 over under. God. Wasn't a Lamar like two – 220. I took the under. I, feel like and I was, he was like 213, 213 or something Jesus, like that. That was stupid of me to take the under in this one. Um, I might be too high for Brock Purdy. I, I still I like Brock Purdy. I'm not going to call him a bum like some people are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's really going to be based off of can the Chiefs slow down the Christian McCaffrey's and Kittles? They're going to all get theirs. I think they're going to have multiple targets. But you imagine Sneeds on. Ayuk or Samuel, and then McDuffie gets the other one. Kittle's going to be uh, defended by Tranquil and Willie Gay. Same thing for Christian McCaffrey. 240 seems like a lot, but also this is where I was wrong with Lamar. If the Chiefs jump out to a big lead, you hammer the over because he's going to have to throw the football. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're winning the game, it's going to be, well, let's win it with our running game and swing passes and pop passes. By the way this game is going to go, at least I expect, I think I'm going to go with the over here. Um, I think Brock Purdy is going to have to pass a lot in this game, more than he's used to. And even if it's not an efficient game, it's probably going to go over that 240. So give me the over there. Mitch Wisnowski ah. is the punter you were thinking I knew of. it was a longer name, not yes. a common one. Uh, Lamar, Lamar's was 215 and a half uh, when we called it. But uh, I'm going to go over as well. I just feel like... You know, even as much as the Niners are known for running the football, I think Brock Purdy's gone over 300 most of the uh, playoff games. He's kind of been throwing it. They might not have that many air yards under him, but they're still ending up caught in the you know back of the defense. So I'm going to take the over of 246.5 because I do think the Chiefs are going to get out early and the Niners are going to have to make a play, come back. Chance, you go first here. Over under rushing yards for Elijah Mitchell, 3.5. Under. And I am usually a backup running back over in a same-game parlay guy because I feel like they just get one in the third quarter or late second quarter. Elijah Mitchell has barely played. And, you know, they'll usually give those carries to Debo Samuel. The backup running back is Debo Samuel. So I think that uh, it goes under three and a half. As that'll be a sweat. Maybe they put him in for the victory formation and have him kneel it and save me. Uh, I think at some point McCaffrey gets banged up. And he kind of mm. hobbles off or just is shaken up, mm. and, and, and Mitchell's got to come in. That's the only reason he came in at the end of the, the playoff game yeah. and scored the touchdown because yeah. McCaffrey kind of landed on his neck or his head. That's uh, a low bar to clear, three and a half yards, so I'll take the over. Jack, over under Mitchell rushing yards, three and a half. Well, he had seven yards against Detroit, um, four carries there. 
Man, all I'm asking for is just one okay carry. Yeah. <laughs> Give me five, yeah. man. All right. But then, oh, shoot. This one's <laughs> tough, though. Um, last time the starters played in the regular season would have been against Washington. He had 80. Okay, th- this feels a little bit ridiculous. He's got to get over three and a half, right? He's that's got to. Unbelievably low. Yeah, that's why oh, I put it in there. Such a bait, but what the hell? I'll go over. All I'm right. going to pull an Alabama baseball coach. If only you know what, what I know. What we knew. <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk receiving yards. Also three and a half. I go first. I think this is pretty easy. Uh, kind of like Mitchell, just an okay carry. Just sneak him out of the backfield for a six-yard gain. Over Kyle Juszczyk, three and a half. Jack. Yeah, that's also weird. He had 33 <laughs> against Detroit. He was targeted three times. If you're targeted three times and you don't get over three yards, I mean, let's be honest, it's going to be a dump off out of the backfield. He'll well, be all those plays could get called back because of a hole. That's true, or, or an eligible man downfield. But man, yeah. he's going to be open. Okay, he's going to be open in the slot. It's not like he's got to, you know, make some insane route or insane pivot or insane cut to get open. He's a fullback, and he's a damn good one at that. But he'll be open in the flat. So. Give me three targets, get two yards on one of them, and then two yards on the other. Give me the over. <laughs> Chance? Give it to me. Give me the over. Right. Fullbacks are meant for football. The Super Bowl, it wouldn't be the Super Bowl without a fullback, and I'm glad we get one tonight or on Sunday with Kyle Juszczyk, the best in the NFL. Jack, MVS, receiving yards, 19 and a half. See, now that's, that's tough. That's tough because I think the, the recency bias would play in and go, well, he's been great in the postseason. Um, he's going to have that one big catch in the game. But then you, do we just rule out the other 15 games he didn't even factor in much? He was didn't just, just a ghost? A oh, okay. So Charvarius Ward's likely going to be on Rasheed Rice. I bet he gets two catches in this game, but I'm just not sold. 19 is a really good mark to set it at. It's going to take a, another you know deep ball. It's not going to be mm-hmm. piecing it together. It's going to take... Yeah. That he gets open, and I think the Niners have enough film on him, to be honest with you. That that's not going to happen again like what happened in Baltimore. It's not going to happen like what had happened in the Buffalo game. I think the under here, I don't think he's going to be as big of a factor. My hope is one catch, 10 yards, touchdown. That That's the way to go out for MVS, in my opinion. Chance? Give me a little tunnel screen for 15 yards and a 7-yard curl route. Get him over the 20-and-a-half. I think that uh, MVS is going to get – because the Niners' corners aren't great. They're good in the middle with Afunga and those two linebackers that are really good. I think this is the game where the Chiefs wide receivers are going to have to play well, and I think MVS leads the way for him. Yeah, one catch, 17 yards for me. I'm going under. Chance, final one. You go first. Clyde Edwards-Elair, receiving yards, 5-and-a-half. I think over five and a half. Get him a, a little screen on a you know second quarter play. I think that I, I love the backup running back props because those always seem to come home. Everybody seems to forget about them. And I think five and a half. I mean, you get him a screen, get the guards Tooney and Smith out in front, and let him go run. I think a five and a half is a little low. I'm going under. I think he barely plays first of all, and I don't know that they're necessarily going to draw something up for him. Um, screen is where it's at. If it's going to happen. To Chance's point, that's how it's going to happen, but I don't think it does. Uh, I'll say under. Jack, wrap it up. Yeah, surprisingly, I feel like Clyde has been much better in getting the ball handed off to him than any effectiveness in the screen game. It used to be the opposite. You couldn't find any holes when handing the ball off and going, you know, whether laterally or up the middle or trying to find a gap in the zone. The screen game is where he was supposed to thrive. He just really hasn't done it that much this year. Again, five yards is nothing. It, it takes one play. 
But I think I'm with you there, Shane. I just don't think he's going to get many looks in that situation. If he does, it's almost always stuffed. And, you know, with Joe Tooney not playing, I mean, Nick Algrady's great, but it's also how many times are they going to have Nick Algrady pull in a situation like that? So I'll, I'll take the under. All right, there it is, your final installment of Pick 6. We'll revisit it next Thursday. We'll figure out if we move forward to grind your gears. A lot of stuff to kick around and talk about. And to the victor belong the spoils, so whoever wins gets to gloat, celebrate, and kind of do whatever he wants to a week from today. All right, Chance, good job, good luck. Um, what do we have? Ooh, ooh. Cape and, Cape and Carroll. Carroll. Cape and yes. Carroll. Holy War on Friday. All right. It'll be a fun game between two of the top teams here in the City League. Looking forward to a heated rivalry between two really talented teams. Got to see one last week, so uh, hoping that this one will have just as much intrigue as last week. Coverage. And started. better better, uh, better internet, hopefully. Ah, yes. Cross <laughs> your fingers on that. Coverage starting at 7, our high school game of the week. Jamie Bluma coming up next, 124. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM is broadcasting live from Super Bowl Radio Row in Las Vegas. We'll be interviewing the biggest names in sports and entertainment, plus interviews with your favorite Kansas City Chiefs players and coaches. Super Bowl Radio Row coverage on ESPN Wichita is brought to you by Davis Liquor Outlet, neighborhood locations with superstore prices, and by Pinnacle Homes, building your trust. Visit them at RemodelersWichita.com. Paid for by Bar Justice. Attention. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug, ranitidine, may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Zantac may be linked to these cancers, bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver, ovarian, pancreatic, stomach, testicular, and uterine. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. 800-516-9931. Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. You may be owed significant compensation. Call 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. That's 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an addition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. 
They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Welcome back. It's uh, 127 here on Thursday. Jamie Bluma on the hotline talking baseball. He's brought to you by CBD American Shaman. If you're struggling with pain, anxiety, or sleep, explore the benefits of the highest quality hemp oil at CBD American Shaman. Check out Jeff and the gang in Derby down in North Baltimore. CBD American Shaman, life is better with the feather. Well, Jamie, how the... Elephant in the room as we get ready to head down to surprise. They spring on us, the Royals did on Monday, that Bobby Witt Jr. is not going anywhere. Uh, plenty to dive into with that. Are you surprised it happened prior to either spring training or the season starting that they locked him up for a long time? You know, not not surprised. Uh, I wondered if it had been in the works. I know we'd talked about it on this show before. I mean, I hope those conversations have been ongoing for, for a year at least, and it turns out that they had been uh, at least since September, uh, from what Mr. Sherman says. Uh, crazy thing, I was actually at Hoffman last Saturday for a Royals rally, formerly Fan Fest at Bartle Hall, but the Royals rally in the stadium, so get got to at least Michael Walker and, and see some of the guys actually saw Michael Massey and Bobby Wood Jr. signing autographs in one of the different areas it had designated. Got the chance to, to talk to J.J. Piccolo uh, for probably 20, 25 minutes. Not so much about the Royals, but we're talking about the College Baseball Hall of Fame and, and that whole thing, and he's going to be back for the for the event next Thursday. But um, I know they had talked to Bobby that day, and there's always those questions have been coming up, and I think everybody did a really good job of masking the fact that it was probably already done right. uh, on Saturday, uh, just waiting for him to put his uh, pen on the paper, as Sherman said. I'm glad he was going to sign it on Monday when the press conference was. But um, exciting news. I mean, especially with everything they've already done this offseason, I think that was uh, probably big in, in, in Bobby's eyes. They're like, are, is this team really – uh, an organization committed to getting enough players in here for us to put a winner on the field, and that was sounds like one of the one of the three things that you know that was a factor in you know, whether Bobby was going to sign here long term. Now, whether it's going to end up being seven or eleven or fourteen, whatever. I mean, we locked up a cornerstone guy, um, you know, for the foreseeable future, and certainly a guy to build around. And couldn't happen to a better kid. It's just amazing to me with Super Bowl week going on and looking at all the different parallels between he and, and, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, a father that had played in the major leagues as well, um, just seems to do everything right, says the right thing, works his ass off, um, is always is always doing it, man. Good to see two, two sons of major leaguers, um, you know, doing all those things. Now, hopefully <laughs> in the next five years, if he can do anything anywhere near what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now, uh, that would be awesome, but to have two guys in one city uh, with similar paths is pretty amazing. Yeah, you're not wrong about that part. Uh, getting back to the to the Bobby Witt Jr. signing, I feel like there are tentacles to this or perhaps dominoes to fall. I don't know the correct analogy, but uh, you kind of alluded to it but didn't go totally over the line, but I will. 
um, in order to make sure or in order to entice Bobby to stay for the 11 or maybe the 14 with all the team options or the club options and the opt-outs, I guess, uh, is the better way to put it. Pretty much everybody in the front office is on notice for the next four or five or six years to entice Bobby to stay for the entire 11. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. We want us to put together such a winner that he really has no choice to stay here. I mean, I know at the tail end of that contract, I think the numbers are $35 million a year. Now, we're going to get a bargain for him uh, on these first few years. Be any, you know, if he does even exactly what he did last year, uh, production-wise, uh, and so we really need to do something uh, those first five years when you get him, and, and you'll be able to be flexible payroll-wise out and get some other people. Now, at the tail end of that, uh, when those really big numbers are attached to it, I mean, $35 million is a big pill to swallow, but not so much if, if he's going to continue to be productive. Now, that being said, that's, that's Bobby Witt 30-plus. You know, as far as age goes, so let's uh, let's do everything we can. You know, starting in 2024, to put as many assets around him uh, to try to bring us anywhere in the American Central. We've got a good as chance of any uh, to win our division. And to kind of answer our own question, there they 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 took a big step in answering it before they even signed Bobby Wood. You know, they, they pick up Seth Lugo, they pick up Waka, they pl- pick up uh, Will Smith, Chris Stratton, Nick Anderson, Hunter Renfro, Garrett Hampson, you may, and Adam Frazier. May, you may not agree with all of them. You may wonder how they all fit. But uh, being transactional, uh, Royals were more so than anybody in, in the major leagues. And the kind of the icing on the cake was John Sherman saying that, look, we're committed to winning for a long time. And Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be a cornerstone of it. I guess my next question would be, Jamie, how much of a shot in the arm do you think gives the new stadium uh, project? And with Bobby Witt Jr. not going anywhere, does that uh, does that move the needle at all, or is this strictly about dollars and cents and sales tax and that sort of thing? I mean, I, I think this transaction is what he wants to move that needle from a, from a new ballpark standpoint. I mean, spending all this money and, and, and doing that, I think, one, yes, you want to have a winner. Yes, you want Bobby Witt. But I think that that's part of the long-term goal was to get the stadium done. I, I, this will certainly help with spending some money. Now, to go back to what you said about where do all those pieces fit, I don't think anybody knows where all those pieces fit yet. But we've got a bunch of chess pieces that we can put somewhere where in the past, Maybe we just didn't have enough pieces. I mean, we didn't have enough. What happens if this happens? We don't have a guy to, to, to back up somebody else. I mean, with, with some of that depth that we signed in free agency, now you at least have some options. I would love nothing more than Michael Massey to, to continue to take another step forward. He's going to need to uh, from an offensive standpoint uh, if he's going to stay in the big leagues. I mean, I guess the backup for that is an Adam, you know, an Adam Frazier, uh, something like that. So you, you've got to have contingency plans. Uh, moving forward, we've done some stuff to help help the rotation. I mean, we still need guys that are here, and you know, and Brady Singer. We need Cole Reagans to if he can be, you know, two thirds of what he was to finish last year. I mean, that's going to help anchor this rotation. But I still think we're a little bit short, uh, unless somebody else that we're not sure of right now steps up uh, to anchor that rotation. So I mean, the goal is to win it between eighty-five and ninety games. 
and and we're going to need all those people that we already signed, plus a few more if we're going to get to that number. And you you brought up the parallels between uh, Bobby Witt Jr. and Patrick Mahomes and the good fortune that's smiling on Kansas City right now because you got two mega superstars, uh, depending on how you define each. But it seems to me like, though, that John Sherman, J.J. Piccolo, whoever the, the brain trust that you want to give the credit for for this massive extension for Bobby Witt Jr., it seems like they're trying to kind of uh, grab a hold of this tail of the comet that's going through Kansas City with the Chiefs building a dynasty, uh, six World Cup games being played in Kansas City, the current of uh, the Women's Soccer League opening what is believed to be the first women's professional sports stadium. You talk about striking while the iron's hot. Uh, you certainly can't fault John Sherman for, I don't know, much of anything right now. He was accused of tone deafness maybe a few months ago, but I would say he's uh, totally redeemed himself now, hasn't he? Well, I tell you what, that yes, for sure. And then to, what's crazy is Bobby Witt Jr. probably can do a little bit of this and fly under the radar. I mean, when you've got Patrick Mahomes and and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and all the things going on with four Super Bowl appearances in five years, I mean, the Royals are a little bit under the radar. Yes, Bobby Witt's front and center right now because it happened this week, but come Sunday – I mean, nobody's going to be talking about Bobby Witt. We're talking about the Super Bowl, so he can go to spring training. That, that's what I really liked about him, is, and I said it to somebody the other day. I mean, I feel like he's a six-tool guy. All the physical attributes on the field, run, hit, throw, hit for power, you know, all those things, but just his his intangibles and the way he is and makes people around him better, um, I think is one of the things that's going to put him over the top because he, he you can tell he just loves playing the game. Uh, and it's, it's a little bit like Salvi. Salvi's a different personality than Bobby is, but I don't think Bobby's the the Alex Gordon type where he just leads by example. I think he's a little bit more vocal and has a little bit more fun playing the game uh, and go out there. And that's the perfect guy uh, for this organization to build around. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited because we're in the Central. We do have a shot uh, because of all the different things that we've done. Uh, moving forward, I'm excited for Bobby Witt Jr., man. He's been working. He's always had that target on his back, being the next big leaguer's son, um, even when he was in high school. And we knew he was going to be a number one pick. Uh, didn't know where, if he was going to be first through fifth or whatever with Rutschman and everybody. But for him to continue to perform, do what he's done, uh, he's not done yet. He needs to continue to do this for the next at least five to ten years. Uh, but I really like his chances. It'll be interesting to see also if J.J. puts his money where his mouth is when it comes to his comments. And I'm not uh, directly quoting him, I'm paraphrasing-ish, or maybe it was a direct quote, but the evaluation period is over for Kansas City. So in other words, and I don't want to point out players specifically, but players like Kyle Isbell, Michael Massey, uh, Nick Lofton, guys like that, if they get a shot at the big league level and it ain't working out, you're not just going to get a month of at-bats just because. Uh, it's time to win, and with all those free agent signings and now with the Bobby Witt commitment, I think it'll be interesting to see how patient or lack thereof that they are with some of these young guys that are homegrown products, don't you? Yeah, no, yes, exactly. You hit it right on the head, too. And one of the things that, that I've seen in the, in the last 10 years is we really like our homegrown products sometimes to a fault more than we like mm-hmm. guys that, that we bring in. I mean – uh, you said it, put up or shut up. I mean, the, the evaluation period's over. They've got X amount of bats, X innings. Um, if you can't get it done at the big league level, I know 
a little bit last year we talked about MJ Melendez because we really had no other options as far as, you know, sticking a, a catcher in the outfield and doing all that stuff. We didn't have really anywhere else to go. So guys got their at bat. You know, they made it through a whole season probably, you know, below where you would want them to be to be in the starting lineup, you know, day in, day out. I, I, hopefully those things change because everybody is producing and everybody is expected to produce at a certain level. Uh, to get us to that 81 to 85 to, to 90, you know, whatever wins it is to, to get us a wild card spot, that's the goal, that's the goal moving forward. Talking to Jamie Blumway is brought to you by CBD American Shaman uh, Derby location, 200 North Baltimore. Tell them we sent you. Check out Jeff and the gang down there. Life is better with the feather. All right. Uh, the final question before we let you go as spring training is really right around the corner. Uh, one maybe last position battle or area of, and you mentioned, uh, you thought, and I'm paraphrasing here, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you thought the Royals maybe not quite done yet or a little short still in what area? Well, I wouldn't mind us going out to get a bullpen arm, but I don't know, other than Stanek, I don't know if there's any left. Um, yeah. There's not many out there. I saw Ryan Fisher. I saw Phil Tan. I saw a couple of guys sign this week. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know of what there is. I mean, I'd love it if we went out and tried to go get Ian Snell or, or somebody like that. That's not going to happen. But there are a few guys uh, that are still out there. But I don't think we'll open up the pocketbooks at some point. Uh, but maybe we stay transa- transactional in spring training where somebody's got a glut of something and we can we can get a guy or get a prospect for somebody that. And maybe isn't going to fit on our roster. Maybe that, maybe that comes later than sooner, uh, before March 28th when we open the season. And people get traded during spring training all the time, so you Absolutely. can't can't uh, out, uh, rule that out either. Jamie, good job as always. Have a great weekend, bud. We'll talk to you next week. Got to go, Chiefs, baby. Yeah, that's right. Jamie Bluma brought to you by CBD American Shaman. Coming up next, I'm old Jack Young. It's 1:41. The Shane Dennis Show will be. Right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM will be live in Las Vegas to bring you all the sights and sounds of Super Bowl 58. And no one hung their head and everybody was ready to go and... Now we're going to the Super Bowl, and like I said, we're not done. Get ready for the Chiefs and 49ers in Super Bowl 58 right here on your hometown radio station, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great? if the cost of your health care could go down. Well, MediShare 65 Plus 
is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month and you can use any Medicare approved doctor or facility and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that'll pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65 plus. Here's the number. 844-SHARE-65. That's 844-SHARE-65. 844-SHARE-65. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. Forty-five. I'm old. Jack Young. Chance is back. Yep. Jack, have you given me this person before? I have. I think I got it. I got it too, but I think I got it. But I'll let Shane guess. There's only one guy that's. Oh, it's uh, it's got another guy that you won't miss, but you should absolutely be able to get this guy singing right now. Is it? Oh, so it's two people. Two people. I can't believe you haven't heard this song, Chance. Oh, I've heard it. I just didn't. I. They both sound, sound very I alike. Be, I will is it be that very guy. Disappointed. No, it is not that guy. Okay. I will be very disappointed if you both miss this. I know. I mean, I think one of them. I don't think Chance will miss it. Um, That's why I got to hear a Shane guess first. Yeah. So this is somebody featuring somebody else. Yeah. I, I have no. Once the second guy comes in, both of you will be able to get it in half a second because you'll probably announce I, his name before he comes in. Oh, perfect. Those are my favorite kinds of songs. Yeah, it's not Pitbull, I guarantee that. I wouldn't have guessed him. Oh, I know. Is he performing at any like major events here soon? Some would say. Do you want me to guess? Yeah, go ahead. Cool. It's Usher, well, right? Yep. One of them is Usher. And who's this? 
It's Pitbull. That's Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. I knew that. All right. I was going to guess Jason Derulo. That's who I was going to go with. Well, how did you pivot off of that and get to Usher then? Uh, because it sounded very much like Usher, and when he, when I asked if he's Usher's doing the Super Bowl halftime, oh. so that's why I said, is he doing I, any major I events here my, coming soon? The hint was going to be, I'm playing him for a significant reason. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It does feel like Friday, so I was like, oh, he's playing it for you know, because Super Bowls in a couple of days. I'm like, well, no, we <laughs> we got another day until Friday. Yeah. This is. Does that mean? Are we going to get Reba tomorrow? Oh, we might. <laughs> we, we might get Reba tomorrow. But this is why it's also hard on my end, Shane, because you nailed Sarah Bareilles yesterday yeah. and didn't yeah. get Usher. <laughs> so, I like, know. I don't. I know. You have a niche. That's what I figured out. You have a niche of what you know, and it does, like, you, I may hit or miss on it. There, there's and no the telling. the funny part really. is you don't know what that niche exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly why it's difficult either. on my part. Right. Like, yes. I, I could have given that to, oh, Anybody at the studio to that? I could have given love, love, uh, love song to anybody. I guarantee you, nine out of ten people would say I yes. don't remember what her name was. You got it. And if I played this song today to nine, <laughs> nine out, out of ten people, the, they would have yeah, gotten yeah. it off the first Absolutely. beat they had. So Absolutely, you're right. It's a fun 100%. segment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I nail Al City in two in two notes. Yeah, and train. F- and train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although train is yeah. Uh, born day Feb eight. Turning 34, Clay Thompson. Former Washington State Cougar Correct. and Golden State Warrior three-point specialist. Not so much anymore. True. Sit on the bench the other night. Yeah. The last seven I'm minutes. a big Clay Thompson guy. I've got a couple jerseys of Clay. I mean, he was one of my he is one of my favorite players, you know, I want to say from my childhood. But when I, you know, watch the NBA, I mean, he was one of my favorite guys to watch up. I mean, the definition of a heat check player. No I doubt. mean, he took any shot he wanted. Well, he had that 30 plus point third quarter performance. <laughs> yeah, 37 points in the third against the Kings. Routinely had more points than dribbles. Yeah. I could just catch and shoot. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. Wichita State's NIT championship was against beat Clay Thompson's Washington State Cougars. That's right. Julio Jones is only 35 years old and appears to play much older. Former. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. Looks 45. Yep. Alabama Crimson Tide legend. Atlanta Falcon legend. Man, once they get old, it it's over. Gone. But see, yeah. the crazy thing is, too, is I always believed Julio Jones was the second coming of Calvin Johnson until mm-hmm. I saw Calvin Johnson highlights again. And it's still a travesty <laughs> that Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson never played in a meaningful football game. Calvin Johnson never played in a meaningful football game. Absolutely not. And kudos to him for shutting her down when he did. Yeah. Just didn't feel like doing it anymore. Incredible that he came from Georgia Tech where they ran the offense. Yes. A receiver like yes. that could play at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. All the more impressive. I agree. Uh, Eric Kresser, 51. I believe football, right? Wasn't he a quarterback? That's right. Very good. Former Florida Gator. Uh, held a clipboard for the Bengals for a while. Very good. That was kind of a trap, kind of a trick question. A little more well-known in his field, turning 52, Marcus Pollard. I believe football as well. 
correct. Good job for not letting me throw you off the set. <laughs> Tight end. You want to know Colts. a f- fun stat, too, before Calvin Johnson gets too far removed from us? Yes. In 2012, his 1,964-yard 1, receiving season, five touchdowns. Whoa. Five touchdowns, which was his second lowest total of his career. Was it in that year? Maybe this is too much minutia. Was it that year when him going to the ground in the Bears game created the what's a catch controversy? I believe mm-hmm. You know so. what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah. it that, that season finale, too, against yeah. Chicago? Yeah. That I don't know. but I think it was. Either that mm-hmm. one or it was earlier in the year. But they were both Just close games. Think about that dumbass official that mm-hmm. caused a what is a catch controversy by ruling that an incomplete pass that made it a discussion des made it popular Mm. that that made it the you know i still think that des catch was a catch oh absolutely but i didn't at the time because i was cheering against the cowboys as one does when they're in the playoffs of course man that lions team two thousand yards from calvin johnson five thousand yards from matt stafford they had a 800-yard rusher, a 400-yard rusher. They won four games. Javid Best? Uh, no. Joey Bell? Yep, Joey Bell and Michael LaShure. <laughs> <laughs> Former Illinois great. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Also, they were young. LaShure was 22. They were very young. Yeah. And, yep, bright future. Never came to be. Although Stafford had 20 mm. touchdowns and 17 picks. Ah. A lot of empty calories. 20 touchdowns and 5,000 yards passing. That's hard to do. I mean, C.J. Stroud had 4,024 touchdowns. This I, I think the touchdowns passing are kind of becoming a uh, stat of the past with how much teams are running the football now uh, when it comes to goal-to-go situations. What's really hard is 1,968 receiving yards and only five touchdowns. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah, doing all the dirty work, and yeah. then Coach pulls you off to the side once the drive's about to finish. It's like uh, the running back in uh, Varsity Blues. Yeah. Alonzo Morning, 54. Miami Heat, great. Does anybody know what that gif is about? Where he nods, shakes his head, yeah. and shrugs all in the oh, same one? That's him? That's Alonzo, that's Alonzo Morning. Morning? Oh, yeah. no, I love that one. That's a, that is like a, you know, we you know next time we do Mount Rushmore Monday, I feel like we need to do Mount Rushmore of gifs, gifs, whatever you want to call them, because I feel like that one would be up there for sure. I want to know what was going through his mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Somebody's had to have asked old. him. Probably a girl. Have, probably yeah. a girl in the front row across from him, and he's like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> man, uh, I don't know." <laughs> You're right, Jack. Somebody has to have. I'm, I'm asked currently him. looking up on Google GIF explanation. Oh, okay. he has given it before. Oh, let's hear it. He has given it. So this was back in 2021. I'm scanning, so that I'm stalling <laughs> as best right. as I can. That's here. all right. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay, okay, it's not as good as you think it was. Well, I he still says, want to know. Says they were playing the Bulls, who of course he used to play for, and the Heat were getting mashed, and he just was recognizing it is what it is. Okay, <laughs> all right. Got a couple of those in my in my time. <laughs> that does look like an explanation. I do that after Man. all my team sports losses. It is Man. what it is. <laughs> Born on this day, now dead, would have been a hundred and four. Checked out in 2009. Buddy Blattner. 
Uh, has to be baseball. Yes. So that would have made him 90? Around 90? When he checked out? Had to have been. Yeah. 89. 89. Yes. Yes. Buddy Blattner was also the play-by-play voice of the Royals before Denny Matthews came around. Ah. Played uh, with Cardinals, Giants, and Phillies back in the day. And it says here, he's a table tennis player, world championship gold, and doubles in 1936 and 37. Table tennis doubles. That feels difficult. Wow. That's like, I don't know if my personal space, you know, my little bubble would be able to play with someone that close to me. It's one thing to play tennis and be like, all right, you got it. Yeah. I'll take it. But ping pong? Mm, Man. Uh, Dead day. Marty Schottenheimer. Chief legend. And Derek Thomas. Chief mm-hmm. legend. Same. Same same uh, time frame, too. RIP. All right, there you go. We got one last soiree in Vegas. It's the Pulse with Pat coming up here in just a little bit for Jack and Chance. I'm Shane. Thanks for listening. Pulse coming up next. Revenge versus Legacy Sunday when the Chiefs tackle the 49ers.